0: Felicity was in there and came out and introduced herself. And I said to her, yes, I have a, he was five or six year old. And, you know, I'm not sure if this would be appropriate because of what he'd gone through previously. And she said, yeah, it would work. I thought, perfect, registered him online. And he was doing it session after session after session. The beaming when he was in the window putting on his coat was just amazing. It was nice to see him grow, not only food-wise, but as a person.
1: A good kitchen produces good food, but a great kitchen brings people together. Welcome to Meet Me in the Kitchen, a podcast inspired by Little Kitchen Academy, exploring the key ingredients to a meaningful life and how they are changing lives from scratch. Here's my dad and your host, Scott Rintoul.
2: It's hard to believe we're already 20 episodes into Meet Me in the Kitchen. What was supposed to be a monthly podcast to simply share the beautiful people who are changing lives from scratch, with zero strategic plan, zero marketing, zero expectations, quickly became an episode every two weeks, and is now consistently in the top 10% of most downloaded podcasts in North America. And it's for that one simple reason, extraordinary people willing to share their stories. Along the way, we've tried to get as many different perspectives as possible on the impact of Little Kitchen Academy, and more importantly, the impact each person feels and gives back. And a common thread you've heard is this. It's not about us, it's about the children, and by extension, their families. So to mark our 20th episode, we invited a family to share their journey with LKA. As you're about to hear, Andrea and her son Luca truly embody what changing lives from scratch is all about. But in their case, that change was necessary because of behavior that had adversely affected Luca's eating habits. So this episode comes with the following content warning. Part of our conversation revolves around food trauma, content that may be distressing to some of our listeners. If you or anyone you know have been affected by food trauma, please contact a professional for help. We're extremely grateful that Luca and Andrea were courageous and vulnerable in sharing their experience with us in hopes of helping other children who've experienced challenges in their relationships with food. As this podcast continues, we'll be inviting more students and families on to share their stories with our audience. If you have one that you'd like to share, please email it to meetmeinthekitchen at And now, episode 20 with Luca, and Andrea. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome to the Meet Me in the Kitchen podcast for our 20th episode, Andrea and Luca. Luca was a student at Little Kitchen Academy. Andrea is his mom. Thank you both for being here. Luca, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing
0: great.
2: And how about you, Andrea? How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm very excited to be here and share the journey that Luca took to make the foodie videos now.
2: Oh, would we consider our Luca a foodie now?
0: Oh yes. Mm-hmm. He's definitely come a long way from when he first started at Little Kitchen Academy.
1: I agree.
2: So what does food mean to you then, Luca?
1: Well, I'm very I'm very adventurous with food and I and I've tried a lot of stuff over the years ever since Little Kitchen Academy.
2: So what types of food do you try or have you tried that you consider a little bit adventurous or out there?
1: Well, I've tried foods of different flavors, I've tried foods that might be a bit spicy. I've also gotten a bit more adventurous with, like, sweet stuff. Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of sweet stuff, but now I am. And
0: what was the thing you discovered in October that you really know you like from the Kit Kat? Uh, chocolate. Chocolate. He's a big chocolate fan now, where before he was, no candy. Fruits and vegetables and that.
2: but Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah no, you and even had food. scallops.
0: You've had yeah, that, and you're a fan of seafood now.
1: Yeah, I love seafood.
2: Well, I can understand the chocolate thing. I've got two little girls of my own, and it seems like every single day... They are asking for chocolate. It sounds like that's your experience now, too, Andrew. Oh, yeah.
1: He
0: went to get his flu shot, and the clerk gave him a Kit Kat, and he had it eaten it by the time I was even in the car. So it's definitely, and now he's definitely expanded his horizons Because he started with a lot of the comfort foods, macaroni and cheese and sort of grilled cheese, and then just sort of, that was for a long time, to the point that I had to bring his food when we went on trips because he wasn't very adventurous in that. So I, we just knew it would come. We didn't pressure him. We didn't rush him. I still remember talking to Felicity and just going, is it appropriate for him? He'd had bad experiences with food and stuff, so I didn't know. So we chatted, and she said, yep. So finally I got him in a course, and he did a lot. He did winter camps. He's definitely, I think, wonderful for getting a non-adventurous, sort of cautious kid. Because he wasn't picky. It was just he was cautious. So it definitely gives him the confidence.
2: You have a very scientific mind, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm great at solving math. Are you? Yeah.
2: What is it that you like about math?
1: I just like all the calculations and stuff. Multiplication is fun. I've done a couple of multiplication charts recently in school.
2: That's awesome.
1: I can solve multiplication problems quickly in my head, too. Well, yeah, I can solve most problems quickly in my head. Like, not just multiplication.
0: What was your favorite equipment that you used
1: when you were at little kitchen academy well i liked a lot of stuff a cheese grater was fun oh yeah we used a KitchenAid stand mixer
2: what's one of the cool things about little kitchen is you get in there and you have your own station and it has all of these different tools and mixers and ovens everything at your fingertips had you ever worked with any type of stuff in the kitchen prior to that
1: um not really i had i wasn't really I didn't really work I wasn't really in the kitchen before that
2: well you found little kitchen and you really liked it yes I did well I want to hear a little bit more about that as well how did you find little kitchen Andrew
0: he was doing four cats art studio and one he was at his session I'd seen it and Felicity was in there and came out and introduced herself and and I said to her, yes, I have a, I think he was five or six year old. And, you know, I'm not sure if this would be appropriate because of what he'd gone through previously, not at home, but out. And that uh, so i just becoming cautious and not really adventurous. And she said, yeah, it would work. So I think post COVID, I thought perfect, registered him online. And he was doing it session after session after session. I could just see that he was more confident, not just in eating, but also everything, you know, gave him the confidence that he can do stuff. The beaming when he was in the window, putting on his coat was just amazing. It was nice to see him grow, not only food-wise, but as a person.
2: I can imagine. And when you went in there and you saw those coats and you saw those Birkenstocks on the floor, was that pretty cool to go in and realize that you got to put one on and try on whatever shoes you wanted?
1: yeah. I often wore the shoes that I usually wear.
2: Well, they're very comfortable, aren't they?
1: Yeah. I've worn them for a long time.
2: Well, that's the thing about shoes. When you find comfortable ones, you don't want to get rid of them, do you? No. Do you remember your first Little Kitchen Academy class?
1: Uh, Well, it was a few years ago, so... Do you remember? Not really. I think maybe... I'm not sure.
0: I think I have a picture on my phone of you with your coat for the first time, looking all excited... And yeah, it was a highlight of your weekends. Mm-hmm. So I think you were doing it on Sundays and then you did Saturdays. The thing I liked is they made the items and then if he didn't want to really taste it, then he got to try a, a, what he wanted to try, where a lot of the food did come home. So we got to eat it, so I got to enjoy through him. But they sort of had him sampling, like he tried lettuce once, loves lettuce. It was nice because it was sort of at his own comfort level to try the things.
2: So. Well, that's one of the great things about that living food wall is it's there and you can touch it and you can taste whatever you want. Did you go through a bunch of the different things? What was that experience like for you trying the living food wall?
1: It was pretty amazing. I I experienced lots of different flavors, amazing tastes.
2: Was there anything that stood out to you? Was there a particular type of herb or was it maybe the lettuce that your mom mentioned?
1: I liked lots of stuff that I tried. I I sometimes tried some stuff in the garden and it was amazing.
2: So how much cooking do you do at home now, Luca?
1: I help with cooking. He's made pizza
0: with his dad, then some lasagna with me, mm-hmm. and, that, and eats the basil leaves off the basil plant every time I bring one in.
1: So. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back.
2: Sure. Just need to get something. Oh, yeah, no problem. Is that basil that you grabbed?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you're a big fan of basil. We know that. Yep.
0: Yeah. And he's now done his lettuce now that he likes Caesar salads. So he's escalated the lettuce into now. The Caesar salad, so that's his favorite now, too. But the basil, yeah, it doesn't last in the house.
2: So. <laughs> well, you just eat that basil leaf.
0: I don't mind because I like the smell of basil. Oh, I do, too. Yeah, And pesto. You now have pesto sauce. I love pesto.
2: Nice. Yeah. Have you helped make that? Or are you just, at this point, just like the sauce? Maybe we'll move on to making it at some point. Yeah,
0: eventually we'll move. Mm-hmm. do a lot of the making. So. But he's definitely wanting to try things.
1: And do we make the pesto sauce? Or? No.
0: But I need to have my basil plant.
2: It sounds like the leaves go too fast for yes. any basil to be participating in a pesto sauce. Now, Andrew, you mentioned that prior to Little Kitchen yeah. Academy, there were some challenges with mm-hmm. food. Yeah. And there were some bad experiences. I'm not sure how much you're comfortable with elaborating on yeah. that. But whatever you're willing to share, I'd love to hear. about.
0: He had a situation um, where he was sort of made uncomfortable around food and to the point that he didn't really want to try his basic stuff. And so we got him out of that, and then the person who looked after him when I was at work helped get him a little bit more, but it was still that sort of, I'm holding back. So Little Kitchen was he got to see what went in it. And once he saw all the ingredients and it, broke it down, probably a scientific mind, um, he sort of was like, this is good, you know, but still his comfort, he you know, like the traditional stuff that he had. That, and it was only grade three, so two years ago, that it more sort of got more comfortable because his teacher was also putting it in a way that it was, you know, healthy, that not like, you know, he had some teachers that were like, oh, this is bad, this is, you know, that stuff. And, you know, he's, you know, needs to be reassured that you can try stuff that's not healthy. You know, everything does not have to be overly healthy that's in your mouth. So, yeah, so he's definitely come a long way and it's it's sort of step by step where you know with pizza you know he grew into where he wanted to try cheese pizza a few years ago where before it was sort of i'll have it but i want just the bread idea and you know now he'll have pesto and shrimp pizza as his favorite and it's just definitely evolved
1: Mm -hmm. but my favorite restaurant that made the yeah it
0: closed yeah there was a local one that he really liked so but we yeah. we were away in Palm Springs and he was trying everything off the menu and and he'll go into the grocery store with me and pick peppers and so it was a nice way to introduce vegetables because it's hard you know working families to always get the vegetables in and that stuff where at little kitchen academy he tried stuff and he you know realized oh i like peppers or and then we went into the grocery store and it sort of evolved from there
2: Well, I think as parents, we always go through that where we want our children to try things and we want our children to eat what you termed healthy ingredients so that they're healthy bodies and they're getting enough energy because we all know how fast they burn off energy. But I can see not only the joy and pride in your face, but also a sense of relief that this is happening now as a mother.
0: Yeah, because I had tried to get him to try stuff. He'd have mashed potatoes when he was like a year old, and then he went through a spot where, you know, he didn't want those foods anymore. And then now slowly he, you know, likes the mashed potatoes again and likes sweet potatoes. He's always been a little bit hesitant at times, but now Little Kitchen gave him the confidence that I can operate a stove. I can operate an oven, you know, and just it rubbed off, on, you know, and sort of helped us as a family to get more adventurous with the cooking, too. And, you know, I like to cook. You get to mix things using a recipe. No, that doesn't really happen with me. And, you know, his father's very recipe and I'm not. And so I think he's a bit of both where he likes recipes, but then he'll sort of, let's throw this in there. So that's nice. And eventually, you'll be cooking with me in the kitchen, I hope. Mm-hmm.
2: You might be on your way to becoming a chef one day.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, he, watched, he now likes to watch Triple D and stuff. And so... Yeah,
1: stuff on Food
0: Network. Yeah, Food Network is sort of the only channel it's on in our house. So
2: That's awesome. You've yeah. gone from not wanting to try things to all of a sudden, now you're watching the Food Network. My Little yeah. Girls watch a little bit. Is Triple D your favorite? What else do you like to watch?
1: Well, I like Triple G. Triple G? Yeah, yeah yes, like same the... thing, except it's like in a grocery, grocery store. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, wait. Oh yeah, and it's like a game competition. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Diners, Drive and Dives is basically where we're – this dude goes to goes to multiple food joints and has some of the stuff there. Yeah,
2: he's come to Vancouver before and tried a few places. Yes,
1: I have I, seen some of those episodes. You've eaten at that restaurant and We've seen too. At a couple restaurants that we've eaten at before too. Yeah. And we
0: tried three or four at Christmas that he'd been in Palm Springs. So. Oh yeah,
1: there was this one called Grilla Burger. Yeah, and they even include one the foods on their menu that guy had tried.
2: My girls like the. Kids Baking Championships and the different cook-offs where people are competing. Do you like those ones?
1: Yeah. I like the ones especially that come on during the holidays.
2: They like those ones too. Andrea, there's this big difference, I think, between what you're describing and what probably I go through as a dad and most parents go through where we want our kids to try different foods so that they have this wider palate, Mm -hmm. but we're not terribly concerned that they're not eating or they're not getting enough calories. Yeah. Just to get through the day. It sounds like you were in that latter category, though, where you were kind of fearful about no eating whatsoever. Is that fair?
0: Um, he would always eat at home. It was like, you know, organic cheese puffs or it was macaroni and cheese from a box where I didn't grow up that way. My mom ate everything from scratch and everything. And I even sat in there in the kitchen with her all the time. And that's what I'm hoping eventually Luca will evolved but you know my first food was curry you know I had Luca and he sort of was there but then he majorly stepped back and then it was just how do I get him to go forward and so I just gave him his comfort food thought okay it's organic it's you know it's not not the cheese puffs that everyone thinks it's everything was organic for him everything was had vegetables but it was a lot of thinking going into it where I'd make his meal and then I'd make two meals So now we've got to the point for about the last year where I can only make one meal. And all it was is I made one meal, served it up, put it in front of him, and he's like, I'll try it. And then that just sort of, now it's, he eats everything that we eat. So within reason, sometimes, you know, the sauces he doesn't want, but it's definitely come a long way even. And it gave me the incentive to eventually try making a family meal. Because I didn't have a choice. It was like you had the family meal in front of you, you know. My mom maybe made substitutions, but we eat as a family all the time. So, and the thing I like is he likes to try you now, new restaurants, new stuff. That door just definitely opened, and
2: he's run through it. <laughs> it, it sounds like an incredible change. Yeah. It really does. And there's that benefit of the time you're spending together at the actual table and those meals, and only preparing. One as opposed to a couple of different ones, yeah. but I imagine that there are derivative benefits as well. How has it changed your life and your son's life?
0: It allows me to get back in the kitchen because before we had Luca, we, my husband and I, were making like paella from scratch, everything from scratch, and that sort of went onto the back burner because it was like it's only the two of us eating it. Where now he'll even bring leftovers for lunch, and that where before it was simple stuff, sort of snack food, which was, you know, as long as he's eating, you know, and it's healthy. But now he wants leftovers and is happy and has a hot lunch every day. And I've definitely seen an improvement in sort of his whole outlook on life, now that he's having more sort of wholesome meals. And he's definitely rubbing off on a lot of the other kids because they're wanting to have homemade meals and proud of you.
2: Are you pretty proud of your progress as well, Luca? Yep i am it sounds to me like some of the other kids wish they had your lunch each day <laughs> mm-hmm. what's your favorite lunch that you get to take now hmm.
0: not really sure you like the do you like the pasta with pesto sauce that yeah had? i like the yeah that's exactly right. what i think and you even tried parmesan the other month and parmesan on top pasta eating. and he realized that he'd been missing out
2: well once you go parmesan you can't go back yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you want to have all your pasta with Parmesan, don't oh, you? Yeah. yeah.
1: I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to get a glass of water.
2: Sure. Yeah, you go get a little bit more water. And that's what I realized when he
0: does try this stuff for the first time. He goes, I, I see what I've been missing. Because for so many times, we were like, would you like to try it? Would you like to try it? And he's like, no. But now it's like, I'm missing. I'm missing out on
2: all this stuff. So yeah, it's nice to see. I imagine when you're going through that, and you're looking for a solution, you're trying anything and everything, you're looking for parent tips, you're looking at different cooking classes, what was it about Felicity when you met her that made you trust this might be a solution?
0: Well, I'd looked into other routes, sort of specialists, and when I saw the enthusiasm that she had for her program, and also she heard my story and just connection it was almost like a connection that you know she's a mom you know i'm a mom personality wise you know you can tell like being a teacher you can tell that anybody that gets hired is you know maybe not a teacher by accreditation but they like to teach kids it was the enthusiasm i saw every staff member greet him at the door by name and say how are you and then just her overall like gave me a big hug on the day that i met her you know i sort of got emotional and teary and she goes you know take your time and that just gave me the incentive to try this unfortunately we had to wait till the COVID lockdown was over and then it was like let's do this and then he got to meet other kids that was really neat where he got to sit there and chat like I would show up to pick him up and he never wanted to leave he was always wanting to sit there and be the last one to be out and he got to talk to other kids you know some of the classes he was the only boy. He didn't mind. You know, some of the classes were half and half, but he just wanted to go. And, you know, it was nice to see him just sort of chatting with other kids because being an only child, you know, he doesn't get a lot of kid interaction except school. So it was nice to have kids around this neighborhood that maybe go to different schools, but they all have the interest that they want to learn to cook. So that was nice to see.
2: When you think back to that meeting with Felicity, why do you think you were overcome with emotion at that time?
0: Because I sort of, I gave her the whole lowdown because, you know, we've been through a lot. We didn't know what exactly it was. It was how he was handled with food. And it was just nice to get off my chest. And it was somebody who listened because my family listened, my husband listened. We didn't really talk to him about it, but she just was like, this would be good for him. And probably not the same situation she's gone through, but, you know, could relate that, A mom was going through this and wanted the best for her child. And we always want the best for him. And this was definitely comfortable, even to the point, I wish that they had a class like this for me. And I could have gone every Saturday and I could have gone, my husband and I would be like, can we go? And he's like, no, it's only for kids.
2: Well, a lot of people go through that and experience that, whether they've had kids that have gone through and they see Mm -hmm. the program now and they, oh, where was that when my child was growing up? Because it makes such a difference, not only with being comfortable with food, and being comfortable preparing food, but just in self-confidence, in empowerment, which are a couple of the things that you alluded to earlier. Mm. Felicity has said to me, and I certainly know the surface of it compared to what you've gone through and probably a lot of the learning that you've had along the way, Mm. but she said that she wasn't familiar with the term food trauma. And I imagine you probably had the same experience. I never
0: thought a kid would go through it. You know, I tell people and people's jaws drop. And even when we were going through it, you know, we'd go out to Greek restaurants and that. And he would probably just sit there and not partake in the meal, which was fine. You know, I still remember my best friend's sister-in-law was just like, whoa, what is going on? And, you know, we got into the doctor and it wasn't sensitivities. It wasn't that. It was just food trauma put on to him, which, you know, we knew at his speed he would evolved through it. And that was definitely, I knew a comfortable situation for him was, would be Little Kitchen where, you know, they didn't pressure him. They said, try this. And even if he wanted to try just a little speck and then he brought it home, there were some things that were a bigger hit. But a lot of it, you know, if he, I think when he does it again, he's probably not going to bring anything home. It's probably going to be like, oh, no, sorry, I ate it all. You know, and that's what I want to share with people and that stuff is your child is not always picky. It just might be something sort of affected them. And being a teacher myself, you want the best for every kid and any single person. You know, just seeing a child grow—not only in height, but now he knows the world's his oyster. But not just in what he can do school-wise.
2: I want to be very respectful of your boundaries okay. when I ask this question. But I know this was my reaction when I heard the term, and probably people listening don't understand the term. In your words, what is food trauma?
0: Probably similar to the way I think about it is you hurt yourself. You've had a bit of trauma where with food trauma, it affects your mind. It affects your sort of outlook. It sort of changes your outlook on everyday food and doesn't change your personality. With Luca, it made him a little bit more selective and you know we totally let him go at his level but it was just somebody thinking that their way was right the phrase cookie cutter and that's what i liked about little kitchen academy is there was the cookie cutters they were only for making cookies where you know i think the person that caused this thought every child was the same and they had seen children try everything and he did when he first went to daycare he tried a lot of like stuff and then I don't know just something turned and then it just was like whoa. Food trauma is more situation based I think and just sort of affects your outlook and then it's hard for a parent to see their child go from trying anything and everything to no. And we realized it was just it was just somebody had their thoughts and thought everybody has the same thoughts and Luca didn't. Luca was more, I'll do it at my own speed. He always has been. That's what makes him unique. That's what makes him the wonderful person he is. And now he's more comfortable with sports, with everything where it comes at a child's own
2: level. That makes a lot of sense to me. And just listening as a parent, I think of any time that your child is going through anything, mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do as a parent is try to figure out what's wrong. How difficult was it to get to that answer?
0: It it was. It took a while. Um, it took a lot of tears on everyone's half, a lot of uncomfortable dinner times. You think of yourself, and I've always been open, and I ate what was there. We had dinners that were a little lively. <laughs> and frustrating when your child is going no and he's trying his hardest he's trying his hardest to try the food and it's just maybe his mind i would sit there with him for what felt like hours and you know my husband would just be like i can't i can't watch this and you know now he goes back for seconds i serve up his and there's times where it's like can i have some more where it's just, you know, thinking back, it's not only traumatic for the child, it's traumatic for the family. Yeah. And thing I liked was Little Kitchen stepped in where I felt I couldn't do anymore. I, You know, I would try and get him to try new food, and it was like, no, I need a secondary place to do it. I didn't like a lot of the specialists because I didn't like the format that they did it in. I wanted him to be with other people and just seeing what went into food. And I think that's what opened his mind was it's scientific. This plus this makes. And then now he watches what I make. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard for a parent to see their child at like two, three, even five years old starting school. You know, Little Kitchen is like school where they see other children trying stuff. Even at school now, seeing what other people have but definitely that laid the groundwork for trying things in public where before he only would try stuff at home because that was his comfort and a lot of time it was only with me he would try things. He always ate and that stuff, but it ended up not always being what I thought he should have, but it was at least get something in there. thank goodness for milk because that was <laughs> that was a big one that with the meals you'd always have a hamburger. But now it's like chicken, shrimp, all the other stuff. A child evolves at their own pace, and I think that's with parents. We think that it should be faster, and it can't be. It has to be at your child's level. You know, not everyone learns to read at the same level. Not everyone's try new foods or have proper meals at the same level. And that's why I think the trauma came from was she thought that he should be like everybody else. He was younger than everyone else just a lot is we reflect back and it's just like that's behind us but let's move on and let's sort of work through it and you have to let a kid work through it at their own pace. Well
2: and I'm sure as you talked through it with Felicity and you found out more about the method that she was employing at Little Kitchen Academy which was leading with yes as opposed to the no's that you're talking about right now it really struck a chord with you.
0: I liked it that she when We started standing in the doorway and we're chatting and she said that they go at their own pace. If they want to try something, they get to. If they don't want to, that's that. It was the pace thing and it was sort of the comfort. And he felt comfortable from the moment he stepped in there. It was nice to see, you know, she was there the first time that he was there or the first few times. He became comfortable and you know, he, now he gets to tell the people that he met Kat Cora. You know, he sees her on TV and he's like, I've met her. And my husband and I are like, whoa, you met her? Okay. And that is just nice to see. Luca was also one that didn't really want to do group activities if it was not with one of us. For this, as soon as we got there, I'm in there. Bye.
2: What's your favorite part of class? And I'll tell you just before you answer, so you have a second to think about it. When I asked my daughter what her favorite part is, she said it was eating at the community table. My other daughter liked getting stuff off the food wall, but what about you, Luca? What's your favorite part of a little kitchen academy class?
1: Well, I liked how I could talk to other people. It was fun. I also liked the the foods too. Yeah, you always told us when you had new equipment,
0: and that to the point that we now have, we're borrowing your grandmother's uh, Kitchen Aid mix, stand yeah, mixer. borrowing.
2: So. <laughs> it sounds like you want one of your own.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Where he always was like, I tried this today, I tried that today. And you know, he was like, Mom, maybe you should get this piece of equipment. What about when you were getting to put on the
2: chef's coat? Did you like that?
1: Yeah, it was fun.
2: When I imagined for you, Andrea, that the point you were at where this had happened to Luca, you're probably just trying to find something you can trust at that point as well. That some of it's about activity and trying to get more tastes. Yeah. But a lot of it's about trust. And... Feeling you're leaving your child in a safe environment.
0: Yeah. And when I met Felicity, she let me talk. Let me have my moment of sort of emotion about bringing up, talking about Luca, which always, you know, every parent is proud of their child, but also gets emotional when they are reaching out. And that's sort of what I was trying to do and wanting to do was reach out and get someone else's perspective. And she went through their philosophy. She went through what would go on in a class I think she even said, you can come for a class, If register for a session. If it doesn't work, that's fine. And just knew that she would look out for Luca's best and help him along. And she did. She was there, I think, for a lot of his first session. And just know that she would, even though she's not his mom, she would look out like it, it was her own child. You know, and the connection that they made from the first time, you know, even seeing her today was, you know, she loves all her students and you know some even have a special place in her heart but everybody and that's what I liked about the instructors is they all take each child they all treat them differently and they have passion for what they do.
2: I must on multiple levels connect with you as a teacher yeah. as a mother just as a human being seeing that. Yeah
0: definitely and it was you know he did a winter session for three days and that was fun and I can't wait for him to do an evening one or a drop in. Session, do you have anything to say about, about your sessions?
1: My sessions were fun. It was it was fun doing all the steps and stuff.
2: The other thing I saw was a big smile on your face when the name Cat Cora came up. What is it that you like about Cat Cora so much?
1: I like that I actually got to meet a famous chef.
2: And what did you guys do together?
1: We just talked. She was there helping out one of your sessions. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Now, this is a question, Luca, everybody who comes on this podcast gets asked. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you right now. I'm gonna ask your mom as well, but I'll ask you first. So, what is the one ingredient that is always in your kitchen and why?
1: Well, hmm. Well, I can think of one that,
0: that I would say relates to you, but I wanna see what you say. Uh,
1: I think we might have pasta noodles. There's a downstairs section of the stairs where we keep some of our ingredients count. Yeah, I'd say we have a lot of pasta noodles. Always good for making emergency pasta.
2: Are you a big pasta fan?
1: Yeah, I like Italian food.
2: Yeah, and we talked about the pesto earlier. You like Parmesan cheese. Do you yeah. have a favorite Italian food?
1: Personally, I like pizza and pasta. Mm. I
0: think you evolved from macaroni and cheese out of a box to Alfredo sauce.
1: That's and a big jump. Yep. Now you can ask her about what, what ingredient she thinks is.
2: Well, that's perfect. You just asked for me. So Andrea, yeah. what is the one ingredient that's always in your kitchen and why?
0: Well, for Luca, the one ingredient that's always in our kitchen is cucumbers and strawberries because those are his favorite. And for myself, it's always pizza sauce because then I know that his dad will make pizza from scratch. So,
2: Do you have a favorite kind of pizza?
0: I like barbecue chicken pizza and also shrimp and pesto. I remember having that in San Francisco when I was about 16 years old and it's needing to find one locally that we have, so... That's the thing with cooking is you get, and even eating, is you get to try so many things and variations and not everything. It's the same every time, just like people.
2: Well, and that really is what relates back to Little Kitchen Academy, because the food and the ingredients are one thing, but it's the experience. And when you have a good experience with food, whether that's making that, sharing that meal with someone else, you just talked about your experience in San Francisco all these years later. Now you're still into that because it brings you back to that time, I imagine. Yeah.
0: I can visualize where I was and that. And the thing I like now is we travel and Luca will try so many things. So it's almost a food travel because when we're in Palm Springs and at Christmas, we go out for dinners now or lunches. And you get to sort of go into a different world. And that's the thing that we like about watching TV shows is you get to see food and tie it back to my husband and I see Mufango on TV shows and it reminds us when we went to Puerto Rico and had it in Puerto Rico. So definitely going out for meals enhances our travels now. It's not just go there, go swimming, you know, play with the tennis rackets and that, but it's now, oh, we get to eat Mexican food and it's now food holidays.
2: Well, It's getting pretty close to dinner time now, so I'm going to let you guys go get dinner. Luca, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for doing this.
1: Okay, that's great.
2: Andrea, thank you very much for sharing this story as well. I'm
1: I'm
0: glad Felicity reached out, and it's definitely wonderful to share and just even
2: sort of talk about
0: our experience, not just Luca's experience, but my experience too.
2: Luca, it sounds like you've come a long way on your journey. I think you're going to have a very exciting and adventurous life, from what I can tell.
1: Now, can I say Bye. You sure can. Okay. Well, bye. Meet Me in the Kitchen is curated and produced by Toolkit Content. You can find more information about Little Kitchen Academy, including classes, locations, employment, and franchise opportunities at littlekitchenacademy.com. What's the one ingredient that's always in your kitchen?